how you doing? I am wonderful. How are you? I'm doing well. We live and dangerous. Christmas. Okay. You know I'm about to get started then. Let's, let's yeah, go. Yeah, let's get started. <laughs> I've been waiting for Bam. Thank you for joining me, Karen. Mm. Um, the first thing I like to do when I start off the show is give you your flowers. So I want you to sit back, relax. Okay. And let me tell you why I like you. I love, love you. We good. <laughs> <laughs> you, you know what? I told you that um, I started watching Monogamy, the mm. show that you and your husband produced. And then I, once I saw you on that show, so that I, I was really interested in it, very entertaining, I started researching you. But the funny thing was, I started watching all these other shows and literally since I've seen you in monogamy, I noticed <laughs> how many other things you are in. Thank you. You Thank are you. you are like in so many different shows. I don't know if people know that, but literally it's like when you buy a car and then you start seeing them on That's the road. So I was just about to say, I'm like the red car phenomenon. Girl. You get a red car and you're like, oh wait, there's that freckle face chick. Wait, there she is. Like, yeah. Yes. Well, thank you for that. I received You're welcome. That. And you know what? I like you because you give off good vibes. You're not a mean mm. pretty girl. You seem mm. like a sweet pretty girl. Thank you. Because you know what? The real pretty, and it sounds cliche, is on the inside. Because we all know people who are beautiful on the outside, but their attitude is so stank. Their personality yes. is so corrupt. It's like, ooh. So thank you. I appreciate that. That means a lot. So thank you. Yes, ma'am. You're welcome. <laughs> I know it's so much you want to talk about and you got a lot of projects going on right now, but I want to go back to the beginning mm. and tell people a little bit about the start of your career and things. But I was, I researched you and I, and I noticed that your parents are very educated. Um, and the reason I like to bring this up is because a lot of people think shows like the Cosby show are are like okay, you know so we going there with it we going there i love you girl okay you know what i'm you know what i'm trying to I, go yeah i'm picking up what you put down so i get yeah. yes sister <laughs> so your mother was a lawyer mm -hmm. is a lawyer your yes. dad is a doctor mm -hmm. so, so we wow um, my mother is retired now, but she yeah. uh, she was a senior assistant city attorney for the city of Los Angeles. Um, so she is a lawyer. My father, rest powerfully, is no longer living, but he was a doctor. Um, and I used to always tell people that we were like the Cosbys, except we were like the HBO version. Okay. Like, <laughs> you know, like the, like the you know. Um, but thank you, I appreciate that. I do come from a family of academia. That was really important. See, my both my parents grew up on the south side of Chicago. Uh, real, real humble beginnings um, in a time when I think um, they integrated the first high school in Chicago, black and white, back wow. in the day. Um, my father was like one of the few black people that graduated from Harvard University. My mom was in law school with two kids. I have two older brothers while my dad was in med school. So they hustled hard. And the one yes. thing that they said to us, what my dad really said was, you can do and be anything you want, but you're going to go to school. And um, I'm really grateful that he did that. So, so yeah, and I appreciate you picking up on that, that, um, you know, that's important. So thank you. Am I yes. saying it right? Pistachios 30? Did I say that right? Give me a thumbs up. Wow, thank you. Um, you said you're a Cosby fan. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we you all grew up with them, right? 
But the reason I had to bring that up is because a lot of people think that's a fantasy, but there mm. are some I told people there are some people out here who have parents that actually were a lawyer and a doctor. Like, mm -hmm. you know, somebody's gotta have done it, you know, somewhere. Thank you for that. Yeah, and it this it's true. I grew up in a part of town in LA called Adara Heights. For those of you who are from Cali, um, which, you know, fortunately, it was a lot of educated, progressive black folks who, who were doing things. So I consider myself um, very blessed in that way to be to see those reflections. You know what I mean? Um, and also my parents, like I said, who came from nothing, who made a point to give something. So for, for my brothers and I. So if your parents have such a such busy careers, mm -hmm. how in the world were you a child actor? Girl, that's a whole nother side. I know, right? So, um, I, from the time I was five, and I didn't know I was doing this, which this will make sense a little later when I tell you about my business venture that I'm doing. I always use the power of visualization to create the things that I wanted in my life. And at the age of five or six, and I didn't know I was doing this, I would visualize myself on a TV show called Fame. So now I'm dating myself, but it's all good. And I would see it over and over and over and over again. And through a series of events, I ended up starring on the show right after Janet Jackson left. And so wow. I landed a role on it. Debbie Allen, um, I think, was the director of my episode. And they kept writing my character back. So at the time, you know, I was begging my mom, like, Mama, please put me in dance classes. And they didn't have little brown girls in ballet classes during that time. Dang, that sounds crazy, huh? Like, I'm getting old, but it's okay. Um, <laughs> so I was begging her, begging her to put me in classes, um, acting classes also, Joyce Sylvester, and then boom, like, after using the power of the mind, which is why I know my life personally, if you can conceive it, if you can see it, then you can achieve it. And that's not just BS, that's like some real talk. So I knew that very on, and I still apply that to my life today. Yeah, so positive thinking. I was a child that was very positive too, optimistic. That's awesome. So you drink with that and you were actually on the show fame. Yeah. So well, now there's a distinction. I'm going to say this care between positive thinking because I don't believe in like, oh, just make sure everything's okay. Because, you know, especially right now, stuff ain't cool. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So you got to be like, it's okay not to always be positive and happy. Um, but the, the challenge is to focus on what you want even when you don't see any evidence of it. That's really what yeah. I'm talking about. Like when you see no evidence of, of your dream, but you're still believing in it. And you're still acting as if it's gonna happen, even though the world and your environment will say, no, that's not possible. So that's just a distinction that I wanna make about that point. <laughs> you know what? That sounds like faith. Mm-hmm, that's exactly that what, what you're talking about. That's exactly what it is. That's exactly what it is. But it's, it's faith with works, you know what I'm saying? It's not just hoping and wishing. It's like, it's assuming the role of what you want to have happen. It's like assuming that it's already here. It's an assumption, even though nothing in your world says that it's true. You know what I mean? I feel like all the leaders, you know, artists, rappers, um, prominent people, people we look, look up to, there's some element where they're they're seeing what isn't yet here. But that exactly is faith. I, I totally agree with you on that. So I have to ask you one question that I have to ask you, and I don't even know Amber. But first, I just want to let people know some of the shows that you have been on, appeared in, are, is The Game, Lincoln Heights, The Shield, Friends, Lucifer, Webster, Fame, Paradise, blah, 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 blah. Yes. So many different shows. So it, it's a lot of them. 
But what do I have here in my notes? I, I, I'm such a fan of the legendary Nell Carter. Oh, yes. Yes, sister. Do you remember working with her? I, I of course, of course. Um, Nell Carter, give me a break, y'all, for all my like 80s, 90 folks. Someone said I used to love fame. Thank you, Miss Coleman. Um, Nell Carter was amazing. Here's another little fun fact that people don't know. I got that show. I think I think I was 14 or so at the time, but Dante played my brother. Dante, mm -hmm. we all know him as Most Deaf, you know, the rapper Most Deaf, but this yeah. is before he blew up as Most Deaf, but he and I played brothers and sisters on it. And um, it was a great time, it was short-lived. It was, it was a series on CBS for a while, um, y'all, and then boom, it got snatched away which was an interesting turning point for me in my life during that time. But um, thank you for bringing that up. But yeah, that's that's one little, little nugget that if, you know, if you don't know me or my work, then you would have no idea that that even existed. They would like to know who were you in the game. You were one of the sunbeams. Yeah, I was in Dion, which I love her, which is Shanti Laurie, um, who's a friend of mine. Uh, I played Erica Harrison, and I was like the queen sunbeam, always running off at the mouth and so forth. So I was on that for a couple of seasons. Shout out to Mara Kill for that. But um, yeah, so if you, you know, of course, it's on Netflix now. So if people watch the, the old episodes, you'll see me pop up. Pre-mama, pre that's before I had kids. <laughs> yeah. Still looking good, though. We, we know that. Okay, so look, I'm, I'm going to drop around the place here, but I want to get into your meditations. Yes, meditations. You know I'm drinking my tea right now. <laughs> oh, yeah. So explain to the audience what meditations are. Um, Meditations is basically conversations like this. It's elevated conversations. It's having our talk path aligned with our walk path so that we can, we can literally create the life that we want. So I really wanted to put into the space this type of energy to have conversations like how do we get from here to here in, um, in, our, in our body, in our mind, in our spirit, because I felt like th that was lacking in our conversation, you know, a lot with, with, with people of color, with women. Um, and so I really wanted to bring that unique perspective. I also have a tea that I'll be launching to go along with my meditations because I think um, there's a certain practice that I that I use drinking tea when I want to bring in a project or if I want to manifest something and this all was born out of a health challenge that I had when I again I had to use the power of my mind and faith and thinking and acting as if to move myself into a different position so at the core that's what meditations is about it's really about tapping into that infinite power resource that we have within ourselves and accessing so that we can create the life that we oh, because you know our words have power which we know um we all know that but i don't think we really get how much we create our world that it lives and dies by the, by the tongue so my mom tells me that all the time when yes. i'm being hard on myself yeah it's hard i mean we all do I do it too, but you know, catch yourself. You say, oh dang, I can't afford that. Like, uh-uh, mm -mm, that's not what we're creating. You know what, that may not be in my spending plan right now. That's very different than damn, I can't afford that. Do you see how you create an opening and a space for, well, it's not in my spending plan, which means that there's an invitation for it to come in, that the means and the resources and the money can come in versus I can't afford that, which, you know, anything we put after I, I am, becomes our reality. So it's really important to stay attuned to how we're speaking to other people and most importantly to ourselves. Hi, Nicole. I want to get into some quotes that you have um, 
as a part of the t-shirts. But let me find out you do your research. I mean, I knew that from your other shows that you do your research. So thank you. I appreciate that. You're welcome. Well, thank you for watching. Um, but before I do that, I want to give people a little more insight. You have a degree in psychology, correct? I do have a degree from psychology from Howard University. Someone on here is from uh, DC. I do. Thank you. Um, again, going back to my parents, were like, you could do whatever you want, but you go mm -hmm. to school. You go. You gonna get an education. So. So you so you did the acting and you still decide what made you choose psychology? Oh, you know what? I they're one and the same for me. Being an mm. actress in the field of psychology is really understanding the human motivation, the human drivers, the things that make us who we are, the pain, the trauma, the joy, the love. So they were they were kind of one and the same. I have to admit though, um, a family member did call me while I was at Howard's like, you know this acting and dancing stuff is cool but your dad is a doctor your mom's a lawyer you gotta get a real job and that scared the shit out of me um right. so i actually changed my major at that point now it's, it's kind of whack it's kind of messed up if i remember to say that but i trust in the whole divine process that our life will take twists and turns but it's all for a greater good so it actually worked out for me that I changed my major. I went overseas and studied abroad. I went to UC Berkeley and studied for a minute. So I think it, it gave me a perspective outside of being an actress that made me more whole, in my opinion, and made me more well-rounded. So um, that's a little message for anybody on here. If you're feeling like your life is taking a detour or taking a different path, sometimes we can't see the whole picture and we're actually being prepared for something greater than we initially had in mind so that's when i look back and i'm like oh, okay that was actually a detour a rerouting that i didn't know that actually prepared me for the things that i'm doing now so i can appreciate my family member calling me saying that's me <laughs> girl look at you you just be speaking the word <laughs> thank you girl I'm, I'm trying to speak with us like from the heart because you know i don't want to be up here preaching preaching but it's so I love it. Okay, so let's play this thing. I'm gonna say a quote that I saw you write. And okay. Tell me the point behind it and just expand on it. So. Okay, 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 okay. This is good. This is good. I'm ready. Okay. Be a good person, but don't waste time trying to prove it. Mm, I remember that. Um. I think that when you come from your heart space or come from a place of integrity and a place of truth, then that's mm -hmm. what you have to stand on. Sometimes people, depending on what they're going through and their own BS, they try to project onto you. So you may find yourself in a pattern of trying to prove that you're a good person, prove that you're worthy. Some of us in relationships trying to prove like, oh no, I'm the person, be with me. Nah, we're done with that. That's 2019. Now we're at the point like I am who I am. And as long as I can look in the mirror and feel good and I can go to sleep with a good conscience, then ultimately that's all that matters. So that's really where that was coming from. And I think I was in a uh, kind of a little icky situation with a girlfriend of mine, a close girlfriend of mine, where I was feeling like, oh, I need to show her I'm a good friend. I'm like, no, 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 I'm a good person. I know that first and foremost, but you can't expect other people to see in you what you aren't first willing to see in yourself. So I had to come back to myself and say, no, I did the right thing. I was honest and I was clear. If they get it, they get it. And if they don't, they don't. Oh my God, that resonated with me because I, you know, I've been single for a good minute. And mm. sometimes I feel like if I go out and, I don't, and that rarely happens, I feel like I'm just like, choose me, choose me. Mm, mm. I feel like that's I'm, natural. 
But I'm not desperate. But what? but I feel like you know, has, if you ever been with somebody in a, a minute, it, I just mm-hmm. feel like I'm hearing that. Not not like I'm trying to be good for them, but I, I don't know. They just resonated with me. I, I get it. Good. Thank you. And I go through that too. I think we all do. And so that's natural. I just think it's just a matter of coming back to yourself and recognizing your own value, obviously. And those who align with it will come to you. And those who, I mean, every tree ain't the same height. My mom has to tell me that all the time. So some people ain't at the height where they can see you. So let them be. Yeah. Let them see. You know what I'm saying? And those who are will come and give you, you know, give you your flowers and acknowledge you and see you. But again, I, I really operate from the space of looking at things as mirrors. So if there's something going on that I don't like outside, I try to take a look at like, okay, well, where am I doing that to myself? So instead of pick me, pick me, maybe it's an opportunity for you to pick you even more. I know I have to constantly remind myself of that. So you pick you. Like, I'm betting on me now. That's what it's about. Damn. Okay. I'm a, <laughs> I'm a, I always rewatch the videos, but I'm going to definitely rewatch this one. Okay, the next quote. Do not let the behavior of others destroy your peace. Mm. <laughs> yes, girl. Whew, and I have to really apply that right now in this political climate. Um, Again, that's being so rooted and grounded in the truth of who you are. Being deeply rooted, like a tree's roots going back on the tree analogy is is strong. So no matter which way the wind blows, it's not moving. So mm-hmm. it's really, um, I think it's really about making the internal decision to be self-referenced. And what I mean by that is that your power comes from inside of you. Like you don't get to take that from me. You don't get to take my peace of mind. You don't get to make me be all up in a, you know, all crazy in the head right now. Like you don't, you don't get to do that. And that really to me is, is affirming and self-love at its core. Like you decide what's gonna come in your space and you decide how you're gonna live your life and what thoughts you're gonna have and how good you're gonna feel ultimately. So I think that's where I was coming from when I said that quote. <laughs> Beautiful. That reminds me of, you know, I went through parts of my life where I would meditate more than mm-hmm. others. And I would get to a good rotation of building up that meditation and uh, and and I would be at such peace. And then other mm-hmm. people would bring, I don't want to say drama, but- oh, Drama, was- right, right. <laughs> yeah, which, which, which you know is a good point. But that's the, I mean, it's like, we take a bath every day and brush our teeth every day. So we got to take that mental shower, whatever that is for you, whether that's for me, it's meditation, my meditations um, mm-hmm. or prayer or journaling or taking a walk, whatever it is, because the noise outside is so big. And like you said, people will come in and just knock you off your game. So you got to be solid within yourself, which means fortifying yourself on a daily basis to withstand that, that drama that comes. Well, what do you personally do? Like, if you're at peace, but then, I mean, people in your life, they want to talk to you about issues that's going Like, what do you tell yourself? That is a good question. What do I tell myself? I guess it depends on who it is. Because if it's someone that I'm close to, then I will give of myself to, to you know, to create a space. Because sometimes people just need to be heard. And I think a big thing we go through is we think we're alone when we're going through stuff so if you can open yourself up to be a space for someone else to talk to kind of let their hair down to express pain um 
then it becomes less about what me, 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 and what I'm going through. You can actually be there for someone else. And so it depends on who it is, but if it's too much drama and it depends on what happened going on, you shut it down. Like I, I'm in shut down mode, meaning my heart is still loving you and open to you. But if, you, if you're gonna cause harm to my mental space at the moment, then let me regroup first. Like they say on the airplane, you put your oxygen mask on first and then take care of the person next to you. I feel like you have to do that when people have energy, especially right now with such heightened energy on a global level, on a cultural level. I mean, there's so much going on right now that you could be feeling off and off center. You don't even know why. A lot of it is the energy of the people around you. It's like radio waves. We can't see it, but we know that they're happening and other people's energy can affect you too. So it's just really, again, guarding your space, guarding your energy. And uh, be open to others, but put on your oxygen mask first. That's just kind of how I operate. Do y'all hear me on that? Big fellas in mental shower. Yes. Now, I wrote, well, you kind of went over this earlier, but I'll just say it because I have it written down. Okay. Sometimes you don't get what you want because you deserve better. And I wanted to ask you can you recall a time that happened? Yes. Hmm. You got some good questions. Um, I'm dangerous today, so it's all good. Yeah. <laughs> um, when I got something better, uh, you know what? I'm gonna be honest. Being an actress, being in this game, and maybe Janelle, if you're on here, you you can relate. Like, there's a lot of time. I've heard a lot of no's. Like, I have a PhD in rejection, y'all. Like. I get it. I put myself in a business where I'm constantly told, no, you're not this, you're too this, you're not that. And each time I didn't get something, I always got something better. And a lot of times it was me getting myself. And what I mean through that, and maybe y'all can relate to this if you're on this live, I was disappointed. Like sometimes I wanted some parts, y'all. And I'm like, dang, mm. I went to Taraji or I went to blah, blah, blah. Mm. Um, and the journey through that, when I came out of that, I actually got something that I wouldn't have gotten had I gotten the part, meaning I got me. Like I got another layer of toughness. I got like my own beauty. I got my own power. I got my own creativity, whatever it is, fill in the blank for yourself. But if you find, if you pay attention, it wasn't by accident. Like actually something better came out of it. And a lot of times it'll just be you and how you think of yourself is stronger and more resilient because you didn't get the thing you wanted. So I think that's where I was coming from when I wrote that. Awesome. Okay. I will accept that. And I, <laughs> I have one more quote. How do we, well, no, this is actually a question. Mm -hmm. How do we know, or how does someone know when they're on the right path? Mm. I believe we all have our internal GPS system. I call it my God positioning system. Mm. And it's, it's where you feel the most joy. Like all of us, when we're alone with ourselves, like mm -hmm. no matter what your parents or your friends or your homies or the world is or Instagram is saying, we all have a moment in time when we're really with ourselves. And if we pay attention and listen, you know what you want. The question is, do you have the power and the courage within yourself to allow that to be? So I think that in answering that question specifically, it's really about listening to those little winks within you, those little nudges that say, this is the direction I want to go in. Oh yes, this feels good. Usually it's followed with, you can't do that. Or how are you going to do that? Or you don't have the money for that. Or who are you to do that? Or what are they going to think? All this, you know what I'm saying? Like I, I yeah. <laughs> thank you, Cece. Um, 
so I'm looking at the comments, girl. This is a nice interactive live. Um, let me get back on track. So what was I saying? So yes, it's it's about listening to the still small voice, your GPS, and having the audacity to follow that no matter what. Because none of us, none of us want to come to the end of our life and be like, damn, I was so worried about what they thought. You know what I mean? So boom, now, now's the time. Let's go, let's go. <laughs> Thank you. So tell people, since we just wrapped up some of your quotes from meditations, yes. where can people catch that? I mean, just uh, follow my pages, um, both Karen Ward Ross and meditations with Karen. Grab your cup of tea and join me. It's going to be a powerful conversation just like this. Well, not exactly like this, because you and I will never happen again like this in this way. This was this was simply divine. Um, but yeah, so come, in, come out and hang out with me. I would love to, to see you and to continue the conversation. Your husband is Craig Ross Jr. Yes, a the big, Craig Ross Jr. The Craig Ross Jr. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Director, producer, Writer, father, husband extraordinaire. Uh, I just want yeah. to shout out my husband. Talking about giving flowers for the record, my husband does an incredible job of every day making me how making me aware of how much I am loved. So amazing that way. So I just aside from being a director, producer, writer, creative, he's an extraordinary human being. So now, do you look? I love that you speak of him that way, and I can definitely see and feel the love, especially when I look at both y'all Instagram pages and I see interviews <laughs> you guys do and your work together. Do you look at yourself as a power couple? Yes, but not for okay. the reasons I do. Yes, absolutely, honey. We are we are power filled for sure, <laughs> but not because of anything external. Not because someone said we are or IG this or that or just because there's the power of love between us that we generate over and over. There's not a second that doesn't go by where we aren't just sharing and connecting and loving and growing with our two children. Now, don't get me wrong. Don't mean we, we don't get on each other's nerves because we're not perfect. So I don't want to put that mm -hmm. out there. But um, yeah, we're powerful because, you know, we stand in love, we give love, we create in love and it don't get much better than that to me. So yes. <laughs> I love that. How is it having someone in the same industry as you by your side helping you navigate through this tunnel? Oh, it's so wonderful, Kara. I can't even lie because this business is tough. And my girls, Christy and James Nord and whoever else, other actresses on here, it's no joke, y'all. I mean, it's hard. I mean, it pulls at your soul where you could just wonder, am I good enough? Am I talented enough? Why am I doing this? So to have a man who gets it, who's in the fight with me, who's like, babe, you can keep going, babe, you got this, is everything. Uh, we always say, you know, we create everything together. We create TV shows together. We create movies. We create children. We create love. Like, we just create together. So it's it's, it's a huge blessing. I love it. Yeah, you, you guys look like that, that man and the woman they put on top of that cake. <laughs> yeah, I okay. I'll you know what I will take that. I'll I'll receive that. I love that. <laughs> so okay, I want everybody to know you and Craig Ross, your husband, that you direct and produce monogamy, which we can find on the Urban 
Yes, it's um, on the Urban Movie Channel, UMC.TV, yeah. which Christy, who's on here, is one of the stars who plays Deandra, my nemesis on the, <laughs> on the series. Um, I'm just, I'm half joking. But um, it's on UMC.TV, or you can watch it on Amazon. We are going into season three, so you guys can go ahead and binge watch seasons one and two. Um, my husband and I have some other great stuff coming out uh, next year that I'm really excited about. Um, I have a TV show that I've created that you guys will be hearing about really soon. Um, so yeah, it's, just, it's a lot of a lot of good stuff, a lot of good stuff. And I'm so happy to have an opportunity to be on here with you and all of you. I'm seeing these comments on here. Oh, Miss Jackson said, when's season three coming out? Soon, yeah. bro. Soon. We're <laughs> waiting. Y'all get ready for season three. Y'all get ready. That's all I got to say. <laughs> well, look, I got to get into the show monogamy because, like I told you, so as soon as I watched it, and I forgot where I saw it advertised it, I believe Facebook. It, right. it, it, it caught my attention because I love dramas, first of all. Right. And, and, and then it's steamy, you know. It is. It's, it's provocative. And for the man, yeah. tell the folks who don't know what monogamy is, can I, can I tell them what it is? Girl, you better. Okay, okay. Well, you know, I'm just trying to be respectful. I'm in your house, so I'm just trying to <laughs> So, um, Craig Ross Jr.'s monogamy is a relationship drama, and it follows four married couples who are on the brink of divorce. I mean, they just had it, and they decide to engage in this unconventional therapy called swap therapy. So they end up swapping husbands and wives to get a different perspective on the relationship to heal it, to see if they can continue with the marriage or if they can't. So it's it's definitely grown folks TV. Um, it's uh, something that my husband and I came out of pillow talk one day. We were kind of talking and then my husband went off and, and wrote this amazing story. But it's it's not a way that we're used to seeing us. And I also want to make this point because people are like, well, what are you trying to say about marriage? Like we're married. We love being married. We aren't saying anything. We're putting the information out there. And you as an audience, you make your own decisions. You come to your own understanding of what monogamy means. And I think what's really cool about it is a lot of times in life, we have to get a perspective, a different perspective on things and some distance mm -hmm. in order to see it clearly. So that's kind of what our characters go through. And it's really a ride. It's an emotional ride, y'all. So come on and play with us. When you say, it's, it kind of takes you on like a- Yes, I, I love it because it's steamy. Yeah. And, it's got, and it's got drama in it. Like, it's not overly done. It's just right. And I love the cast, too. Jill mm, Marie. And yes, Jill Marie Jones is awesome. Darius McCray, Wesley, Christy. Oh, um, my God. Vanessa, I Vanessa Simmons. I know. Oh, my God. Yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> well, you know, we grew up with we grew up with Wesley. So, yes, you know. Yes, grew up with Wesley. Um, we got Blue Kimball. Vanessa Simmons is incredible. I think she does a wonderful job. Um, I miss, am I missing anybody? Darius McCray, as I said. Yes, yeah, that. The, Thank the you, Ty said, the, my favorite show. Yes, the chemistry between Jill and Blue. Oh my God, I love it. It's out of control. It's out, oh, yes. Brian White. How can we forget Brian White, which is, you know, my husband in the show, which DeAndre right. Christie's trying to take. So yeah. <laughs> Brian White, he's in everything. Yes. <laughs> that is hilarious. Okay. So I have to ask you this as well. You got monogamy. You also appear <laughs> on The Rich and the Ruthless by my girl Victoria Ryle. Yes. Yes. Yes, yes. Excuse me, y'all. The water went down the wrong way. I don't have COVID. <coughs> that was That's a okay. joke. But I'm sipping. My Take tea. your time. <laughs> <in>. <laughs> um, 
Um, yeah, I just came back actually from shooting season four of the original Ruthless. Okay, mm -hmm. hold on. Everybody hold on. No, get yourself together because when you when you choke on your spit of water, I you know, get right? Then you be trying to be okay. Just get worse. Yeah. <laughs> so um, check out the Rich and the Ruthless, and you know with Victoria Rao, who's amazing, and I had the gift of having her on my show on Meditations. So that episode is actually the last episode I did. So if you go to my um, Facebook, you'll see uh, Victoria. She's dropping some gems in that one, y'all. So it's a really good episode. William, are you still here? Because William is is always my meditations buddy Victoria anyway, yeah. was also on my show too but it'll be posted soon she oh you said Victoria was yeah isn't she amazing and she yeah. had a lot to say right yeah she's <laughs> she's one of our you know gems so I love her look I gotta ask you this question and um how do you feel are we going in the right direction now in the entertainment industry with black content mm. Cause you know, like all these Netflixes, we got the mm -hmm. they're trying to put out black shows. You like what's going on right now? That might be a better way for me to enter the question, whether I like it or not. I try to stay away from right direction. Cause you know, what might be right for me may not be right for someone else. Um, I like where we're going. I like that we are having more opportunities to tell different and varied stories. I mean, one of the things that's cool about our show, Monogamy, is unconventional. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, you got Black people trading spouses. Now, we're not swinging, because that's what people think. <laughs> right. Although that might be an interesting show. Um, but just telling, I, I think stories bring us together where we start to understand life outside of ourselves. One of the biggest mistakes we make is that how we live life is the only way it should be lived. And so through the power of storytelling and telling different perspectives, we can have an insight and wisdom into another person's journey and another another person's path. And it doesn't mean you have to agree with it or condone it, but at least you have an opening into an experience that may be different from your own. So from that perspective, I appreciate the stories that we're starting to be able to tell. Okay, I wanna, I wanna make sure I, I, I ask this question right. Mm -hmm. thing. You know, we, we wanna be so inclusive. Mm -hmm. You know, that's in the conversation. We want diversity. You know, we yeah. wanna be part of white award shows. Mm -hmm. But as a black actress, the reason I like having you guys on, like Victoria Rowe, I had her on because I, I, I watched her since I was a little girl on a young yes. race, know how much, how good she was mm -hmm. and how, how they didn't treat her the way she deserved to be treated. And mm. she deserved so much more than what they gave her, yeah. so much recognition. And I just wonder sometimes with all the work you've done, mm. is just receiving love mostly from black award shows from your black audience from black hollywood is that a, is that enough for you guys you you ask some good questions you know um, what i'm trying to say sis i do i do understand what you're trying to say i'm i'm picking up what you're putting down is uh okay my godfather Reverend michael says um I can't speak for, for other people. And, you know, Christy, my, my fellow actresses, and Janora, you guys chime in. Let me know what you think. Um, a big part of it is the economic ecosystem that's created by award show. What I mean by that is that 
Babe, can you turn the TV down just a little bit? Sorry. <laughs> That's okay. Honey, can you turn it down a little bit? <laughs> Craig Ross, brilliant. Relaxing. Um, my three-year-old turned the, the TV back up. Oh, okay. So what I'm saying is that there is economic and real opportunity opportunity and power that comes with these award shows with the emmys and the academy awards and so forth so it's 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 kind of like the double consciousness it's like you walk this line of being a black artist of a person um moving in the space that is predominantly white so it's not necessarily buying or trying to get that acceptance but it's also understanding that with getting those awards and getting those opportunities theoretically it advances you now there's a caveat because holly berry is you know one of our you know a-list actresses of color black actresses who won an academy award and still talks about how incredibly difficult it is to get projects done um even though her counterparts who will have the same and and you know the doors are opening uh there's there's a big disparity in in the in the income in terms of what white actors will make particularly white male actors versus black female actors so there's it's a very complex issue so i'm glad you you brought that up that said there is power and i think this is what we're moving to with this whole black renaissance that's happening during this these COVID times with recognizing, taking the, the Tyler Perry effect of, or I think it was Shirley Chisholm who pointed initially, like, instead of trying to get a seat at the table, we actually have our own table. And not only do we have our own table, but we're cooking our own meals. And that is where the real power is, where we can, we can self-validate, we can be self-referenced and self-generate. And that's the mission that I have personally and the mission that my husband and I both have together as a content creation uh, power couple, <laughs> as you asked me earlier. As you know, just as, as a husband and wife um, producing duo team, it's really about finding our own voice and finding our own lane. This applies across all industries, not just entertainment, so. Well, yeah, and that's why I brought it up because a lot of times that conversation is, is brought up and we and when you see some celebrities, when they get to a certain level, they will stop coming to black award shows, mm. even musicians, and they'll only go to the Grammys or they'll, you know, they'll only go to the yeah. Oscars. They won't yeah. come to the BCs or and whatever. They won't talk to the black publicists and the, and the black media outlets and so forth. Yeah, it's a real issue. It's a real, it's, you know, it's kind of the crabs in a barrel syndrome. I got mine, you get yours. And I, I, I don't understand that. That's not in my psychology or in, or, or in my heart, so I, I don't understand that. But you're right; it's a very real issue. But and there's there that said, there's many of us who are giving back, who are feeding into us. So I prefer to focus my energy on that and move in that circle and be a part of that conversation. You know what I mean? Yeah, I'm bringing it up too because I just want to remind people that people always say, "Well, black people need to have something. We need to have our own." But we, mm. when we do have our own, we forget to love it. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and we forget to know that that is good enough. Yes. You know, because yes. before Martin Luther King wanted us to integrate or whatever, mm -hmm. and he mm -hmm. that, that was a mistake mm. for his death. It's like Black Hollywood, we, we should just kind of uplift that and just mm -hmm. be happy that that's us. We don't mm -hmm. need that. Mm -hmm. I, agree. I, I get the fact that you make more money when you get it. Right. But what if 
put that energy into our own stuff. I agree. I, I agree. And I think like anything, it's just steps to it. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I think we just have to keep moving forward. We're not going to necessarily change the whole system right now. But with that consciousness and that awareness, we can keep feeding into ourselves, keep supporting our projects, which is why I love each and every person on here who watches monogamy, who supports monogamy, because you're doing precisely that. This is we made it by us, for us, with us. So there's power to that. You speak truth to power with that. So thank you for that. I totally agree. And that, yeah, that's what exactly what I mean. So you and your husband working as a team, that's great. Mm -hmm. Yeah, thank you. Thank I mean, you how, many husbands, how many husbands and wife does that? Do you, I mean. Right, I mean, there's, there's, there's a handful of them, but I get you, I get your point. Like that we can do that we can tell our story shout out to you know umc and, and that whole team over there that that said yes um angela northington was the one who initially saw the vision for us that green lighted our show so i totally agree with you i think we as as black people and as uh, content creators and what no matter what industry you're in because i'm sure not everyone on here is in entertainment it is about seeding into us and, and and putting the nutrients into our soil so that we can grow and flourish and not complain and complain about what they're doing but be more focused on well what can we generate and how can we have economic parity and visibility and viability within our own community Okay, so since the time's trickling down, I have some fan questions for you. So I'm just gonna throw them at you. Okay. Okay, first one. Well, actually, I saw this in the comments. What fear did you have? Did you have any fears that you had to overcome? Oh, good question. I saw that one too, so I'm glad you, you, you picked up on that. Um, what is a fear that I overcome? One of them, truthfully, mm -hmm. and those who are listening, see how this applies to you, even though it may not be verbatim. Um, it's small, but I think it's poignant. One of them, truthfully, Carol, was starting meditations. And mm -hmm. I had a conversation in my head that said, well, you're an actress, you're a producer, nobody wants to hear that shit. And I've said this before. So my invitation for all of us on here is, even though you may not be an actress, or maybe you are, or a producer, where are we saying, well, no, I can't do that because they won't like me if I do, or they won't understand. So I share that with you just in the space of transparency. That was a vulnerable moment for me to like actually start having these kind of conversations to open mm -hmm. my up to talk about my faith, to talk about the power of our thoughts and our mind to construct our reality, to talk about the things so near and dear to me, I put up kind of a veneer of, no, I'll just take a picture of myself on set. I'll just talk about when I'm working. But that is like that much of me. What's really me is this conversation that we're having. So really, the fear was me stepping out to be truly and authentically myself. And so my... Mm -hmm. Again, it's for any of us here, like, where are you hiding? Where are we hiding ourselves and not going full throttle, going full out for fear that maybe won't be accepted? So I hope that answered the question. Yeah. <laughs> Next question. What is one thing a single woman who wants to be married should do before they get married? Oh, good question. A single one. 
a single thing of, okay say the question again i heard it okay, but then, so it That's okay. what is one thing i well okay what yeah what is one thing a single woman who want well i guess before they get married what should you do before you get married like what's one thing you should do <laughs> this is gonna sound so crazy but girl say it say it well it's two things because i had to do this live okay no three things okay boom be alone like and maybe for some that won't be a problem for me i was the type of person who hopped right out of one relationship right into the next because what it did is it kept me from having to look at myself i could just focus on another man and not have to deal with my own shit. so first mm -hmm. and foremost if that's you be alone because when you're alone you will see yourself you'll see your 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 gifts you'll see your pain the things that you need to heal you'll find wonderful things about you so if that's your journey like mine make sure you're alone like live alone spend time alone i was like okay i'm stopping i'm not going to date i'm going to date myself now like i'm going to take care now i'm going to get to know me so get to know yourself i know that sounds a little cliche but that's real if it's you're the other way and you've been alone then kudos to you so you got that covered um so <laughs> what was the thing what was the other thing i just had something just flew out my head um <laughs> It took me like a long time to say yes to my husband for that reason because I hadn't, I wasn't being honest with yourself. Like I had some issues that I needed to work on. I wanted my boyfriend at the time, who's now my husband, to make me happy. I wanted him to make me feel good and make me feel worthy. And I wasn't aware of it. So a lot of times we're unconscious, but. Mm. I had to really regroup and like, he cannot give me that. And even if he does, it's like a bottomless pit. The person will never be able to do enough for you to feel secure. So if I, if I had to just distill it down to one thing, be so deeply rooted and secure in yourself that your partner, your husband just adds to your beauty and your majesty. They don't complete it. That is the number one thing I would say. I sell oh, that. That was, <laughs> so. that was great. Okay, so the next one: Will you produce a movie that uplifts black men? Mm, I love that. Um, I'm gonna say yes. I actually have a project that is in development, but um, just you—you you put me on front street with that question. So I'm gonna say yes. Now, let, can you ask the original question? person who asked the question what prompted them to ask that i'd like to dig in that a little deeper but yes <laughs> i think i think they feel like a, a a lot of times black men are bashed in some of these movies oh okay okay well i invite you to watch craig ross jr's monogamy because i think y'all let me know if you agree we do a good job of showing the full kaleidoscope of human emotions of human pain of human beauty because we're not a monolithic construct people aren't usually all good or all bad there's a lot of colors in between and so we try to show that in our characters so that they're rich and they're you know complex like how you and i are i mean there's a lot of great things about us and of course we have faults and foibles and so forth so i think we try to do that with our characters but i'm glad that they asked that because yes i love my black men love 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 you so every black man on here thank you thank you for being you i see you and i appreciate you oh that's so sweet yeah they need to know <laughs> they need yeah. to know okay so let's see what else we got here 
I, I just want to shout out Lexi. I see you. Yes, I'm seeing, sending waves of positivity your way so that unexpected good comes to you in unexpected ways from unexpected people and unexpected places so that your heart is light, that your mind is clear and that your life is soaring, okay? So we are seeing that for you and anyone else who needs that on this live, yes, that is what it is. That is what it is. So I'm sorry, Kara. I just saw this message. Wow, you were so positive. I don't have. <laughs> I mean, what else can I say? Thank you. Because someone was saying they were having a rough day, and that's a big part of my mother has an open manifestation. It's all about unexpected good coming in unexpected ways from unexpected people and unexpected places. So if we can open up to the unexpected, then we can allow things that are beyond our conscious mind and our reasoning mind to come and flood us in a way that uplifts us and moves us on our path. So I just want to speak that to. Um, to all of us. Girl, you <laughs> okay. I'm sorry, bro. No, it's okay. I see you, Black Girls Who Tea. Yes, the meditations. And we got some collabs going because my, my tea line drops soon. So I really want to have you guys a part of the conversation, part of the tea. So thank you for, for letting me share this with the good people, Kira. You too, boo. So we got to have some tea and do it again. <laughs> Look, let me ask you this. I need some advice. If you were single now, how do you think you would handle the dating world? Because I don't like online. Mm. Dating and things. How do you think you would manage that? Like, oh, what's your wow. that's, that's a good question. Um, I don't know. I would go to it in a space of curiosity and caution. Um, and um, one thing that's really powerful, I will offer this, whether you're online dating, in-person dating, or whatever it is that you want, get a journal and write it out. Like, write out what you want in a person, the qualities that you want. And not just that, write how you want to feel. So if it's not a person that you want, maybe it's a job, maybe it's a, an opportunity. Write down next to what you want, write down how you want to feel. Because that is what's going to, our feelings, again, that GPS system I talked about, that God positioning system, is governed and, and ruled by how we feel. So if you can get in the feeling of what you want, I feel like you'll be guided to the people who who match that. Or you'll have the discernment to say, you know what, that ain't it. Or let me let me explore this. Let me so I can't answer that part directly. I can only go to what I know is always there. Cause you know, online dating will come and go. This pandemic will come and go. What will not is mm -hmm. your power to generate your life which comes with the power of the word, your talk path being aligned to your walk path, and the power of the pen, which takes it from the invisible realm and physically writes it out. So write down the goal, write down the wish, write down the dream, and write down how you want to feel. So that's how I would approach it, because that's how I approach everything. That's what meditations is, that's what Karen is, and that's my story, and I'm sticking to it. <laughs> Ain't nothing wrong with that. Look, if you and Mr. Craig Ross, ever do a dating show, please let me be on it. Okay. I, I, have, I have no shame. That's, that's, that's a good idea. You can be an idea now. I definitely will. I definitely Look, will. I, write it down. Write what, what he or she looks like, what they smell like, what, what y'all talk about, how they make you grow. Just write it all down. I'm telling you, there's power in that. So much power in that. I got two more questions because I know time running out. I got to okay. ask you this because people looking at you and they see you and your husband and they're like, wow. Uh, what, are, what are your thoughts on marriage, just in general? The, 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 the institution of marriage? Yeah, the institution, oh, thank you. Um, yeah, you know, and we get that question a lot. I mean, we, we have created a show that is provocative, right? Which, which, which we love to do. I love putting questions out there to make people think, 
I personally love marriage. I, I love it. I believe in it. It's a container that um, that I respect, that I honor, that my husband and I do. What I won't do is I won't tell other people what it should be for them. That's just not my personal modus operandi. I don't like to tell you what it should be for you. And if you don't do it this way, then you're wrong. What it is for me, is it's a beautiful thing. It's, it's a beautiful thing. It's a gift that I cherish and honor with my husband. Um, so yeah, that's, that's kind of where I'm at with it. <laughs> okay. And tell us what are some personal goals for you and what projects should we be looking for coming from you soon oh girl girl you get the you get the dangerous award for best uh podcast i, I want to know <laughs> okay tell all your um so as i mentioned before meditations with hold on one sec ah, hold on okay um, this will be coming out soon so I would love for you all, and this is a chamomile blend that is simply divine. I use it in part of my creation process. When I wanna manifest something as part of my ritual for my prayer work, my meditation, um, and I'll be sharing that. So that's big for me. So look out for that. I was supposed to be launching next week. Um, so you were gonna be my pre-launch gift, but it's got pushed back a little bit, but it's okay. It's all under the perfect timing. So look out for that. We have season three of Monogamy coming. Uh, my husband and I also have another relationship drama coming uh, that was created by yours truly, along with my husband. So I'm super excited wow. about that. Um, so yeah, it's just a lot of, and look for some just good, positive love and energy coming from me. It's important for me to leave that footprint in the world. So I don't always hit the mark, especially on Facebook. I've been getting in some of those conversations and I'm like, what? But I'm trying to trying to dial it back. But yeah, so it's a lot of good stuff happening, y'all. A lot of good stuff. You know, before we go, I just want to make a joke. I'm just, I have to say this and hopefully it doesn't offend you, but you are so pretty. Like you gotta be one of my new girl crushes. Oh, thank you, bro. Like, when you talk to somebody that's handsome or very pretty, it's like I can't stop smiling. Say <laughs> yes, but you know what? We'll be we'll be IGBFF. I'm okay with that girl, Karen. <laughs> Karen, let's start the oh, Karen, Karen show. <laughs> Look, cause I I've seen a lot of people because I work in television too, yes, behind the scenes yes. in production, and everybody ain't what they everybody <laughs> they not everybody, no, everybody not pretty ain't pretty. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, what, what's a pretty face if you ain't got a pretty heart? You know what I'm saying? And I've met, I've met some women that are beautiful and they, like you say, nasty. And yeah, then they're not even right. pretty anymore. Yeah. But you, girl, you got it all. You to know me and know my heart and, and think I'm beautiful from that space. So, like, that to me is the ultimate. So, thank you. You know, you, you could put on some hair, put on some makeup. You could do all that. You can't, you can't fix a crooked heart. You know what I mean? So... I, I appreciate that. So thank you. And I'll thank you. You got great people on here. Y'all's energy. I feel it coming through the phone. Um and thank y'all for loving my smile. They told me yeah. I got nice <laughs> You got that million dollar smile, girl. <laughs> well, can y'all see me on a Craig Ross Jr. show? Well, I'm trying to, I'm trying to... <laughs> there it is. 